So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. everybody to this June 20th, 2013 episode of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields. And way over to my left, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. IDK. I don't know. Um, I think okay. My yeah, I'm good. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> the puppies chimed in. Hi, hi puppies. They, they did, and then they went away. I yeah. have no idea where they went now. They've said hello now, so they, they're finished. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's summer, you know, so um, having the run of a mess property, they come and go and bark and then leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they got to get it all in because the winter will return and they will be in their indoors so they don't freeze. Yeah. Cold. Yeah. And you but have... It, it wasn't a been the industrious gardener for days now. I have. I have. I have. Um, I've managed to, and this is, was, oddly enough, we have five acres and we still don't have a garden in the ground. <laughs> well. So funny. But there it is. Um, we did not plow last year. The gar- ground has been far too wet this year for plowing, and my seedlings were going to die on me if I did not get them out of their starter pots. So I just potted them. So I am living on five acres of bush, and I am container planting my container first garden. <laughs> there is an irony there, I'm sure. But, um, yes. Yeah. So I now have two different kinds of peas in. My beans are in. Um, I have four different kinds of tomatoes and little itty-bitty cucumbers. So the little cucumbers, like the little ones that they use for pickling, because we like eating those ones better than any other kind. So that's what I grew. And um, that's it. We've got our basics. I'm sure some irony in there, but, but there's some determination in there, too, that, you know, Apparently, hell or high water, you were going to have vegetables this year. Yeah, I really, that's, you know, and and there it is, hell or high water, literally. Um, <laughs> I mean, my neighbor's kind of gnashing his teeth because he's, he's got his gardens. They've been there for years and years, and he can't even get his potatoes in yet. He can't get his tiller into to his already tilled garden to, to redo it so he can get his potatoes in. Um it's just the way it is. It's the rainy season. It's yeah, it's, it's been really 
rainy season. Been really wet. Yeah, well, it looks like we're getting a little more and more to the tropics over here. So um, it's okay. I'm container gardening, and I have never, ever done this in my life. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm still of the mind that if you stick a seed in the ground, you water it and give it sun, it'll grow. So <laughs> I am... That's that's what I'm doing with that, and um, that's your story, and you're sticking to it. That's my story, and sticking to it. I I do have to give a little shout of appreciation to my neighbor's wife, Linda, who, because I started my tomatoes too late, because I'm new at this. Um, she gave me about 13 mature tomato plants, some with them already with baby tomatoes started. So I have black tomatoes. I have um, the Italian long tomatoes for sauces. I have some beefsteak tomatoes, and I have a, a beautiful hanging tiny tim. So, um, and that would not black have been possible. And then I have another black tomatoes. Yes, she gave me three plants. Um, I've never tried them before, but we're going to try them. And I'm going to grow them. Red and black. In order there to try. She goes. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that <laughs> my garden's gonna have mostly red and black. Um, it, you know, I was, black roses I was dead and you'll set. be on the way. I was dead set on not losing my bees and my peas because beans, yeah, they're not so expensive in the grocery store. But I don't know if any of you have ever, like, their listeners, if you've ever tried to find organic peas in the grocery store. But they're even. Regular peas, non-organic. One of the most expensive vegetables to buy, fresh. And I grew up on fresh peas, so I really love my peas. And I'm going to figure out a way this year to grow them in indoors so that I always have peas. There you go. Well, growing them I'm in a container would be the start because containers can come in. Right. Right, exactly. So I, I just need to find out where. And we already know that you have, a, you have a sun lamp that you sunbathe under during the winter. Not sunbathe. You just turn it on in the morning so that you don't be seasonally affected with a disorder. Yeah, right. I actually use it for my for my plants that are around my desk at this time of year. Because oddly enough, at in the summer, in the winter, my winter desk gets a great deal of sun. But apparently, in the summer, it gets hardly anything. And I've got a bunch of plants in there. So, um, what I've done is. I've taken to turning on the sun lamp for the plants. And since I'm currently working on turning um, our back room into what will be my office slash studio slash grow room, um, once it's all painted, I'm going to move a lot of the vegetables into there. Well, no, I'm going to plant new vegetables in there. The other ones are going to stay outside until they're done. But um, And I'll probably end up moving some plants in there, and I'll move the sun lamp in there as well. In case I need it, but since that room is all windows, I don't think I'm going to need it. So we'll see. Well, that's good. That's I'm on a mission. You're uh, around vegetables. Well, that's good home design. You know, take all the sun you can during the winter when you need to warm up, and try to keep it out during the summer when you're trying to cool off. It's very good passive solar design. It, it, it's it's just yeah, it's just the way the house house is designed that the basement. Well, it. it, it to me, passive solar design is kind of like organic. You know, you just didn't have to look for organic food because it was all organic. And right. 
and houses were generally built with people just knew that, you know, okay, we're going to face windows to to this south over there, and then when the summer comes and the sun is up here in the north, it won't shine in, but when it's winter, it'll shine in, and we'll be happy and warm and toasty. And But now we had to lose that and then find it again. And so we have a name for it now, Passive Solar Design. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad that we need it. Um, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, my apartment here, you can't, even during the times when the weather is nice, there's there's more than one window, but they're all on the same side of the apartment. So there's no ventilation flow, you know. And and they used to would never have built a thing for people to live in that didn't have a way to get cross flow ventilation that was just you know and so i'm you know that's becoming a thing too now in the hot air areas is you know <clears throat> passive ventilation so all that stuff that they used to just do cuz that's just how you build things is now got names it's cool because that way, if it's got a name, then they can say, "Oh yeah, I know what that is." They won't be stuck with, "I don't know." <laughs> oh, did I do? Oh, I probably too. What's wrong with "I don't know"? I don't know, but it's gotten a bad name uh, over the years. I know I don't know. It, it has apparently, oh. and I guess I guess that's why we're here tonight to dispel some of that. I don't know. Yeah, we'll banter um, current events. We'll talk about I don't know. We'll talk about uncertainty. Um, because uncertainty is, you know, I do know. used to like uh, maybe a little drastic, but I was trying to catch people's attention. Gene told me to call tonight's show, Rick's Moving to Costa Rica. Just put Rick's Moving to Costa Rica. They'll show up. And, and <laughs> But I think it's about more than that. So I, and besides, I was just struggling to, Write something in there because I don't write show descriptions. They come to me from the writer over there, Jean. She sends me people's bios and 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 that they send to her. And and if they send her, you know, when we say uh, that we want a short bio and they send her five five pages, she shortens it usually. I do. <laughs> Once or twice, you've sent me somebody's CV and said, "Here, make something out of that." But in which case, <laughs> well, it happens. Just go steal it from their website, but it happens. But I mean, it, you know, that's that's okay. We we have, you know, very set limitations from Blog Talk on how many, I mean, literally how many characters I can use. So it's goofy. It's one of those. It's one of those. I don't know things. And, uh, and it really, um, there's uh, a lot of people out there that are doing doing kind of public stuff. Who don't know how to write a bio? They have no idea how to write a bio. And if you don't have a marketing guy or somebody to help you out, um, it can be. Yeah, that's actually one of the I don't knows that we can uh, fairly much overwhelming. You know, yeah, we can let you. We can let you know about that. But it's that same stuff you've heard all the time. Your bio should be written in third person. I. It's okay on your website. You say I blah 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 I blah blah. But then you send it to us, and we post it, and and people are like, gosh, Rick, I didn't know that you blah, blah. I, no, I don't. It's our guest. You see where it says in their own words right there? The, but 
um, and uh, and short. We get two thousand characters, which you know, for example, a link. If I put in a link, it's you've got that many characters plus you've got that many more and and a few extras of hidden characters that make it do what it do. Um, and uh, so it's it's very short, very short. And I I know it can be tough for writers out there to write something short because Gene and I have that often. Especially so much. Writing something short is writing something about yourself. But I don't really think that our listeners want to hear about our issues with bios. Oh, come on. I, that was an I don't know that I, I was think, let them know. Well, okay, yeah, okay. But you can let them know. But We're more talking, it, I suppose, about the big I don't knows. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, I think you're stalling. Stalling. <laughs> Rick doesn't want to talk about his move to Costa Rica. I'm happy to he talk, want to talk about, about his, I don't know. I, well, no, because I've told people. People ask me, they, you know, oh, wow, Costa Rica, that's cool. What are you going to do there? I don't know. And they go, what? I don't know. Well, why are you going there? It's, it's beautiful and I feel good there. What? That's not a reason. Well, it is for me. <laughs> It, it, you know, but apparently I'm supposed to have a reason like, you know, well, I'm being hired by blah, blah, blah to be a supervisor of blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> what? Okay, so when when did it's beautiful and I feel good there not become a reason for being anywhere? That's a really good reason in my book, but. I think it's probably one of the only reasons that you should be moving anywhere to. <laughs> It's beautiful. I feel good there. I'm actually healthy. I can like run around, and you know, that's pretty cool to me. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned it several times. You know, they used to do that in the in the colonial times. You know, off off to India with you. You're not healthy here in the cold and damp. <clears throat> and apparently, it works for me. I don't know. I think it's rather crazy that um, people think you ought to have. Something other than beautiful and feeling well and being happy to go to. Yeah, well, and it, I, <laughs> and I'm sure we'll get into lots of oblique reasonings as to why these things. And it's, you know, society. It's this. It's that. But it's, I think people think that they need an excuse to breathe. You know. Oh, well, I I I know people need an excuse to breathe. I mean, if we want to we want to go deep into the realms of I don't know. And you're you're about to embark on the adventure of a lifetime. But you're doing this willingly. So I I I think part of it might be that you watched everything that happened to me and went, "Fuck, if that can work for her." Well, I'm and go. and have listened because to dozens. I didn't go willingly. Hundred guests, you know, that have come out and said, you know, well, so I just tore off and did it. I I wish I had done it when I first thought about it instead of waiting to have everything stripped from me and stuff. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. But it really, it was a lot simpler than that. It was just, for one thing, I've had something about Costa Rica. Costa Rica has been going on in the back of my head for a couple of years. It's been 
poking me. And so that helped when the situation arose. But we had um, an opportunity to take the show to Costa Rica. And we've been wanting to take the show somewhere. And um, so this opportunity came up that was sort of almost edgewise. We weren't exactly invited, but we kind of invited ourselves. And, oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, if you come, we'll do this and we'll do that. And, and um so then Gene and I got on the phone, and I was just like, I can't see any reason we don't just pick up and go. Can you see any reason we don't just pick up and go? Gene was like, no. I was like, well, then we have to go. And we did, in 10 days' notice, I think. It was something like that. It was very brief. Everything came together to make it work. Because um, it's not like my particular situation here is an it, I could just up and leave kind of situation. I've got dogs to feed and, and plants to take care of. And um, um, for to answer the question in the I'll, chat room, no, no, stop. <laughs> what is the topic tonight? Oh, what is the topic? Um, I don't know. What is the topic? Yeah, there's a question in the chat room that says, what is the topic? Yeah. Topic tonight? Topic tonight. Well, it's making friends with I don't know. It's making friends with uncertainty. It's getting comfortable in that um not sure what's going to happen next, but right now I'm okay. Energy. And that's how it's going to be. And that really was the first trip to Costa Rica was we had no clue what was going to happen. Um, we had some ideas, but really nothing solid. Just we're going to go. Yeah, except for we're going to be in the jungle and it's going to be warmer than Canada for Gene, say. Right. We- I don't think any of it turned out the way that we thought it would. No, drop but it. it all turned out cool. Oh, it all out wonderful. You came away with, well, first of all, we came away with beautiful, beautiful friendship, beautiful experience with a wonderful lady that runs the Mango Tree Spa. And you came away with a sense of, a sense of you were leaving home. When you left Costa Rica, you, you were leaving here. Yeah, right. I, by halfway, I'm going through, to this apartment in Texas, and yeah. I've been living there for years. And but right now, it feels like I'm leaving home. Yeah, yeah. I I knew that I was that I'd be back, and I went through. And that didn't that didn't stop me from going through just bucket loads of stuff since I've been back. And vacillating and doubting and and we'll talk more about that. But but roughly that's the way the you know everybody's like, how did this happen? Okay, well we went down there. We did three shows from down in Costa Rica that were wonderful. We did four. One of them was from the airport hotel though, so that doesn't really kind of count. So once you get inside your room, airport hotels all look the same everywhere. Um, different colors maybe, but. Um, and I came back here, and I've, you know, uh, vacillated and fiddled around, and so it's taken a little bit of time. But it, I, I just tell people it takes a little bit of time to wrap up a half a century of living and and be elsewhere. And uh, but I knew I knew I was going to be back down there while I was down there, and uh, I had a. Uh, and. It's sort of one of those things like, you know, 
Then my mind tried to talk me out of it. But my heart had already decided. And But I could see all of the places where I would have jumped off the peace train before BC, so to speak, before croaking, pre-2007. Well, I think that um, you gave ample opportunity for people to talk you out of it. Oh, yeah, I, I, I think I gave some people two or three chances. And, um, but I, I talked gave myself, me at least ten. I talked myself out of it in my head a dozen times between each time that I let you sort of try to talk me out of it. And, um, uh, which I have to say backfired on you because every time you came to me with a, uh, reason, if we're calling it that, we can call it a reason. Um, one of your multiple excuses yes. as to why you shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. I was right there with a the counterpoint as to why you should. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of what I was, you know, what I was doing. I, you know, I would swap down a half a dozen ways in my head, and then one would come, and I was having a little rough time with it. So I'd hand it to you, and you would, you know, okay. your inimitable style, slice it to ribbons, and then hand it back to me. Well, that's what Giggle. I do, you see, and that's what I want to. Um, that's what I want to talk about right now is those ribbons that I'm so good at doing. Let's get down to the bare basics, the BS mentality that says that you shouldn't do this. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about where that comes from, because that's where people are swimming right before they accept. I don't know. So, you know. Run us through this thought process, Mr. Brick, who's, you know, many of our listeners know your background, so you can kind of skim, skim quickly over that. Yeah, um, skimming. And then explain why the hell you have so many issues with this. First of all, you don't have any kids, ties. You can do the show from anywhere in the world, as long as you have an internet connection. Right. And... What the show is 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 your work. So if you can do it anywhere, then why can't you take it with you? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next. Now, why wouldn't you go? Well, that's the that's the point, and that's always what I came back to was why wouldn't I go? And then these reasons would come, and I dismissed them all, you know, and, and some of them with a little more difficulty than others. And, um, um, you know, there's, well, you've got friends. And, and of course, family members and friends or uh, old energy type acquaintances of mine, you know, they all volunteered to help reinforce all those things because they would ask you, well, how do you feel leaving all your friends? Well, the truth is, I, most of my friends are on the internet anyway. Um, and it, I, I I'm, I'm completely soaking up the love and the appreciation of I'm going to miss you, but I'm not going to be any farther away from any of them, really. Um, because, you know, once you get past a thousand miles, you're you're not going to pop by and see somebody. So it's the Internet. And locally here, I've sort of been without for a while. And um, not without, but... Um, well, well, I was just going to say, other than other than your good friend James. Oh, yeah. And, and Jennifer. 
who the hell pops by? And I'm going to put it bluntly on the air because I'm I'm a shithead like that. So and tonight's an <laughs> I don't know show, so I'm going to do it. But nobody pops by your place that doesn't want something. Often the case, yes, absolutely. So, what are you missing? I mean, as Other far than as a, a beautiful, wonderful opportunity for Rick to be Rick and to be happy and healthy. As far as friends here that basically don't want anything except you to be you and, you know, let's have some lunch and we'll tell stories. Even if they're none of them true. We'll just, you know, we'll tell stories. We'll talk and laugh and enjoy each other's company. That's James. Everybody else, there's right. always something to it. There's something going on. and Because they can't drag always. themselves over here unless they need something. And uh, now, for all my Houston friends that may be listening, I I love all of you dearly. I do. But there, it has become a tendency in society more than just, you know, like in my circle of friends. I don't just have shithead friends. Um, that you touch base with somebody or you text them or you whatever, and you okay, well, I just had to check and make sure I was just checking in. I was checking in what? I don't, I don't keep your time card. What do you... What? And but then, as far as actually going to see somebody or something, it's you, you, you. There's an ulterior motive to it, or you talk yourself out of it. And see, that's the thing. Uh, outside of being happy, and 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 which with it came physically healthy and vibrant. Um, I got no justifiable reason to move to Costa Rica, and in fact. A lot of it's kind of a pain in the, you know, where. Uh, the paperwork you have to get for your dog and the things and the this and the, we've got to have a box to put the dog in and we got to do this and we got to have some of this and how do we, what are you, I got this, I've downsized twice since 2007, but boy, this ain't nothing like this one. I got three suitcases. I even posted them online. I was just going to so people could I was just gonna say, that's, that's, Another thing to talk about is that you're you have an addiction to your stuff. Well, it's part and parcel to the whole thing. A lifelong addiction to your stuff, and all of a sudden, in order for you to do this, you need to get rid of ninety percent of your stuff. Ninety-nine percent, yeah, of my stuff, and it it really sort of is one of those things. You you start thinking about what you're going to take, and 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 then half of that immediately goes out the window of that oh that's not that important and then half of that goes and then um to where it's finally turned completely around uh to where i'm not it, this is like walmart this apartment's like walmart and and i walk around like i'm shopping i'm going oh i could take that home oh, i don't know i could fit 5 Widgets in that place of that. I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll put that in the maybe pile. And uh, and of course, the situation has worked itself around in, in part against my thinking will to where I'm I'm, I'm literally just going to walk out of here. This is for the most part going to look just like it looks every day. You know, plates in the cabinets and stuff. And uh, somebody's coming coming by after I have physically gone and, and just going to scoop it all up. Um, so I suppose people would say, well, 
oh, you're not going through with the whole thing because you didn't do all the releasing. Well, let me tell you what. There's the releasings. Most of it already happened. Has mostly already happened by now. But um, well, let's, let's look at that for a minute, though, Rick. So you're bringing up some brilliant <sighs> stuff, and well, I you're like skimming over it and skipping over it. Okay, you told me let's to skim. look at that for a minute because usually, usually the situation arises where somebody else comes and cleans out your stuff after you die. Yeah. So nobody ever, ever, hardly ever maybe a few, a minuscule amount of people on this planet ever have to face the reality of leaving everything behind, knowing that somebody else is coming to go through it, getting rid of it. You have no control over what's being done to your stuff. No. You have no control over where your stuff is going. You're just walking away, getting on a plane, dog tucked under your arm, and away you go. Yeah. So that's what do you mean? Where's the releasing? That's pretty freaking huge, man. Like that. Well, I mean the physical releasing and the that takes you know. big brass somethings to be able to do that. Well, thank you. I um, and I, I will say to some extent, you know, I, I end up sort of backing myself into the situation, and then here I am. So deal with it. But I would have. I would have canceled this whole thing, even a year ago, I think, um, certainly two years ago, um, because I came, to the, I came to that point several times in this process of, you know, this is just too much, this is just too crazy, this is just too, I just, I, 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 and, and when that happened, I always just shut everything down and either went to bed or went for a walk or did something totally different, you know. Uh, watch goofy videos on YouTube. Um, and and then came back and looked at it again. Because sometimes the hamster wheel and the thoughts and the things, you just get so wrapped up, you can't find the way out. And so you just sit down and be still. And I've discovered it's because you've been running around and you've just kicked up a lot of dust. So if you'll sit down and be still for a minute, the dust will settle and you'll be able to see again. But but that took some work of 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 reaching that point and not latching into all of those, you know, well, what are you going to do? And you need to find a way to be a productive member of society and you need to you know, that have and all of those are things that were given to me through my life, whether it was by a school teacher or a book or a movie or a parent or a, it's all stuff that it's not stuff I it's not my stuff. Stuff people gave Excuse me. Excuse me. What's a productive member of society? I don't Is know. Is a productive member of society somebody who uplifts, inspires and and helps others? Cuz that would be my definition of a productive member of society. Well, yeah, but that's In not In which case you fill the bill. That's not kind of thing. the definition of productive member of society that I was really talking about. <laughs> uh, it's the one that, that gets handed to you, which is, can we measure you in an economic matrix? Um, can we fit you into the economy somewhere and say, this one does this many hours or gets this many clients or does this, this one does this. And, um, you know, the metaphysics of are we in a holographic matrix? Are we? What? Well, forget all of that. But there is this matrix, this society matrix of where do you fit? 
and it, it it it's a product of this scientific you know bless all their hearts everybody knows that Leonardo da Vinci is like my bud but the Renaissance and the everything's going to be done with, through scientific thought well not everything you know figuring out how to handle the physical stuff over there yeah works pretty good with that but putting people in category subcategory sub subcategory there now measure production now you know okay we had that much production so they can have that much yummies no no they they can't go on vacation yet they haven't done enough um they get vacation next year if they keep their nose to the grindstone you know and it is it is the i think the end result of when you decide perhaps innocently enough that this classification and division of stuff by science is the, is it's the thing man look what it's let us do with metals and and materials and stuff yeah well but that's stuff and, <clears throat> and we talk about it you know everything's made of spirit it's all spiritual yeah yeah but there's still to me a difference between stuff props and actors and um actors don't get put in pigeonholes but you ask the guys in Hollywood. They get put in a pigeonhole that ruins their whole career. They can't do anything but that. Mm-hmm. They hate it. So they tear off and do something. The ones that get out of that tear off and do something totally insane. They play a role that everybody's yeah. like, you can't do that. And that, I think, kind of works for, for people, too. It's not... I, 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 don't, I wouldn't have to be going to Costa Rica. If the 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 place that had been calling my name for all this while had been, and there are some other places that have been calling my name, and so I imagine that it's possible that I might have just been vibrant in all of those spots. I don't know. Um, I do know that I've been to this spot, and the vibrancy was there for me. And so I'm going there. And, and people are like, well, what if it, you know, what if a year from now it's not? Well, that's a year from now. And, well, what are you going to do when you get there? Well, I don't know. I'm not there yet. I'll tell you when I get there. And uh, I think I was joking with somebody. I said, that's why I'm going to the mango tree. they got a great view. If I can't see my next step from there, then, you know, heaven help me. <laughs> um, but it's totally new. It's totally something that, well, scratch that. It's not totally new. It's totally old. But it's not something that I've been taught. It's the very antithesis, antithesis of what I've been taught. It's um, what I get trying to use a big word. <laughs> Can't say it. But um, it's the very opposite of what I've been taught. But it is really that childlike quality, that childlike life. You look at your toddler, they see something shiny. Ooh, shiny. Ooh, and they toddle themselves right across the floor to go get it. And when they get there, they may discover that it it's shiny, but it's attached to the rest of the whatever, and so they can't pick it up and play with it. And so they're kind of disappointed in that. But they don't then stop and go back to where they were and say, I made the wrong choice. I have to go back there and choose again. They just, from where they are, look around and see, ooh, something shiny, and they, they go over there. And 
it sounds goofy to say that that's a great way to live your life, but I think it is. I mean, you don't want to lose, you don't want to throw out all of the things that you know. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not moving to the moon. You can't breathe there. It's important to notice those sorts of things. The breathing is good. I've grown used to that over the years. The breathing. Um, so you don't throw out your intelligence. You don't throw out your, you know, stuff. But when your heart says, there it is, it, you kind of got to go. And, and I, you know, I've seen the results that you get when you don't go. I've lived the results that you get that, when you don't go. And to me, it is the big magic of this uncertainty spot, this IDK spot, is I may not know, I may not be able to tell somebody that, say, somebody came to me for mentoring or unmentoring or whatever. I wouldn't be able to tell you where you were, you know, how is it going to work out? I don't know. But I know that it has the opportunity to work out differently than before. Whereas if you do the same thing you've been doing, it's going to turn out the same. Oh, the names and faces may be different to protect the guilty, but but the situation will end up being energetically much the same. And uh, because you've you've taken the same actions, you know, uh, you fill a pot with Isn't water. Isn't that the definition of insanity? Right. You fill to a pot continue with, to do the same thing and expect a different result. Right. You put, fill a pot with water, put it on the stove, turn on the stove. The water's going to boil, unless you forgot to pay the electric bill or something. But but you know you see what I'm saying. And it's almost as if, for years, I was putting a pot of water over there, thinking it was going to freeze and turn into ice. When really, should you know? It's kind of like some of these scientific studies. Echoes can tell you the shape of the inside of a room. Really? <laughs> scientific study for that. Bats do it. Dolphins do it. You know? Scientifically uh, created sonar in yeah. submarines do it. <laughs> like for 50 years, 60 years now, 70 years now, we know this. Um, but it's as if we don't we don't see what we know. It's like the putting the pot on the stove again and again, thinking one time you're going to get ice when you know good and gall darned well that it's going to boil. And, you know, take the safe road, calculate the possible outcomes, and then pick your today action based on which one of these calculated outcomes that you want, and then you'll get the outcome. How many... Motivational, how many people have you heard over the years say that? You know, this is the, and yes, if you want to mix a chemical reaction and create something, you can write a recipe like that. You can write a recipe on how to cook stuff. I find that it's usually yummier if you play with it some, if you improvise. Um, Was it David Eisen talking about the jazz music? It's important to technically get it, but then to give yourself the freedom to improvise. Yes. Um, you have to learn it well enough so that then you can go beyond the way you learned to to do it. Um, you know, I guess that's the Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lama, with to learn the rules well so that you can, or learn the rules perfectly so that you can break them well. 
Yes. So, anyway, I, I, I hope this little, you know, glossing, skimming across has really driven home that the IDK, the I don't know, the uncertainty, the that's all this physical releasing and oh, I just can't face it today. I'm going back to bed. Uh, all of this has is around trying to get comfortable in uncertainty. It's almost like I'm on a ship for the first time in a long, you know, since I was an infant and I'm, so I'm seasick. But if you if you can ride it out for a couple of days, you're usually then fine. Um it's very you gotta very get your sea under you. Yeah, it's very similar. My uh my physical apparatus, my body is been latched into those physical classified pigeonholed survival mechanisms for so long that uncertainty seems feels like certain death or something and it's not it's uncertainty it's i don't know you know what's going to happen i don't know somebody might just walk up and hand me 10 million dollars you go yeah well that's probably not going to happen yeah well <laughs> rick's probably not going to drop everything and move to costa rica oh yeah he is which <laughs> he it's it's different with and I suppose you could say that it's at its base level, it's the same with objects and stuff because it's all made out of the same juice. But to me, it's sort of like, you know, once a potter throws a pot, it's a pot. <laughs> and um, um, it's not going to be a plate very well. You could use it that way, but it's not. It's just not going to, you know. And 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 so we've set up all this physical stuff with some kind of rules so that you learn to play it. And, um, uh, but it's that finding comfort in uncertainty. And I don't mean like being able to stand it for one or two seconds and then, okay, that's enough. I'm talking about being able to like relax into it, um, which is a whole nother subject. Um, so before we get started on that next leg, I suppose we should... Where are the J's? Aren't they around the A's, I's, and the K's? Jordan Okren has this cute little song called "Don't Know." No, really, I do. I don't. The song is called "The Song Is Called Don't Know." So uh, <laughs> let's hear from our buddy Jordan Okren, and uh, we'll be back in uh, just about three and a half minutes. Stay with us, folks. Thank you. Always run around trying to find your place. Your head is spinning now with what the future brings. Asking the question, so what is my path? Well, looking for security, but you don't know where it's at, and so you don't. Thank 
Welcome back, everybody. Again, that was our buddy Jordan Okrand. You can find at jordanokrand.com. That's O-K-R-E-N-D, jordanokrand.com. Yay. Her warm? Her? Yeah, warmer. Warmer. Good. (laughs) Warmer. Um, Unlike Costa Rica, when the uh, sun goes down here, the temperature... Plummets, yeah, cool. yeah. That's that humidity versus not thing, pretty much. <laughs> Dry air goes changes temperatures easily, and wet air not so much. Yes, and, and uh, it's yeah. definitely wet air down there right now. It's a rainy season, and uh, I was actually looking about advice on ponchos because pretty much there's like you know three hundred dollar. It'll cover your backpack and your TV camera and everything all at the same time ponchos, or there's, you know, $2 plastic ones from Wally World. And uh, so I put something in about that, and, like, everybody that was already down there in Costa Rica was like, yeah, if you can stand it, just get wet, because if not, if you've you've got a decent waterproof jacket or poncho, if you wear it for 10 minutes, you'll have sweated enough inside of it that you'll be as wet as if you had gotten rained on. 
<clears throat> and I was like, well, that's actually a really good point. And um, except I, I imagine the people that get wet with the rain probably smell better when it's over. So, <laughs> but um, uh, because I was almost you know wet enough to have been rained on several times when we were there, and it wasn't raining. It's just uh, you know sweating. You actually perspired while we were there, and and it's not something that ladies do, and not something ladies in Canada do often at all, I should think, if ever. Uh, no, well, I I generally have a really good tolerance for the heat, but um, down there, it's hot. <laughs> and, of course, we, we discover after we get back here to our relative, our respective spots, hey, Cap, welcome. Um, me to Texas and you all the way back up to Canada. Then we get told by Rosemary that we probably came both traffic-wise and weather-wise at the most miserable week of the year. So that was nice. And yet we still loved it. I know. <laughs> loved it enough I'm moving there. So if all of it's better than that, I've already got that one licked. Absolutely. And... um uh. But it, it, so, it, right yes. before the break, you were talking about uncertainty and yeah. swimming in uncertainty. And then you played a song that talks about swimming in uncertainty. Well, it's a it's it's an uncharted area of the pool. It's like, you know, the dangerous deep end. Don't go down here and without your instructor. And uh, But uh, don't believe the signs. It's where the good water is, I think. Um uh, it allows, well, you know, our friends Elohim and this is, they would say it allows for infinite possibility. I, it's hard to wrap your head around that infinite possibility. I think it's the most magical and awesome is that it allows the possibility for something different, anything different than the repeated results. And it, it for me, I had to get some. Okay, for me, I had to get a lot of life track record under my belt to be able to see that although infinite in their variety, the results were always just exactly the same. Lots of different colors and lots of different faces and names and even occasionally different towns, but it's exactly the same. And um, And it's not the stuff, you know, here I'm shedding my stuff. It's this inside stuff that, for me, goes with my outside stuff. There's other people who could care less about a single belonging. I'm, I'm of course, about to – well, I'm already in that category pretty good much. I'm, I, I pick up stuff now, and I just go, yeah, no, I don't want to have to carry that there. It's, it, it, it is. It has completely flip-flopped from, you know – Okay, I have this apartment worth of stuff, and now I have to slowly pick out the one or two things that aren't going to fit. To, I don't want any of this crap. Oh, well, I, yeah, she said bring fl flashlights. Okay, put that in the bag. And, and you know, I've got a couple of things I'm bringing for Rosemary, some all-natural henna that she can't get there and stuff. And uh, very small things, customs people, don't freak out. Uh, and uh, um, but it, but I mean it really is. It's like you know, okay. 
I really want that. I got to carry it. I got to get it there. Then once I get it there, I got to find a place to put it. And when I put it over there, you can't put it over there. You put it over here, and you can do that. And then that, now after you put it, you're going to have to go back and clean it because it'll get dusty. Um, I don't know how that happens, but it happens everywhere. And um, um, uh, so it has. It's completely reversed itself. There's some givens, you know, me, enough computer power to be able to do the show, and Molly, you know, my dog. And then everything else has become optional. Everything else has become a conscious choice of what to take. Even clothing. And this is what's interesting about this, is that you've found that even your clothing, for the most part, has become optional because you know that there's a store just down the way a little bit where you can go and get secondhand clothing. Yeah. It's actually... Some of it practically practically first-hand clothing, but but very, very good quality for like a buck, a piece for stuffs, like jeans for a dollar. And um, so, yeah, to to a large extent, you know, past uh, a a small number of items, uh, the clothing that I'm taking is because it's packing material to cushion the shock of other stuff that I'm taking. Um, you know, because I'm taking the the computer power of EC headquarters and moving it to Costa Rica. Um, but I've already I've already gotten to where I'm, where most of that has gone too. And uh, you know, at the rate we're going, the three purple suitcases are going to be part of the stuff they're going to have to clean up, and it's going to be me, Molly, and my backpack. Um, <laughs> Because really, that's all that what we had to have to be able to do the show when we were there for both of us was in our backpack. And actually, it was redundant because we were sitting together. So either one of our backpacks would have been able to do the show. And um, in fact, you in fact did the first two shows without having your luggage um, because they lost it. <laughs> that's how we found the clothing yeah. store. It was there, and Rosemary knew about it, but she may or may not have brought it up, except we lost the bag. And she said, well, let's go down to Ropa Americana. They got trash bag after trash bag of clothes. It took you a minute to describe in a language you don't know what it was that you were after. And once you did, it was like she was bringing it in by the trash bag load. I didn't even describe it. She watched. This this lady... um, little elderly lady running this store watched my selections very carefully for the first couple of things that I, I grabbed off the rack to try on. And once she f- had it figured out, she started handing me stuff. That's right, people. Now that's, the behavior that's, that you would expect from a concierge salesperson in Bergdorf's or someplace in New York City or something is what you get at the dollar store, dollar clothing store. And and it was Friday morning? It was good Friday morning or was it Saturday morning when we went down there? It was it was it, regardless. Saturday, I, it it, it was, was the Holy long week, weekend. It was the long of weekend of, 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 of the biggest week in Costa Rica and 
we pulled up and didn't even Rosemary didn't even go over there. She just honked her horn. And the, because the lady's house is next door to where the store is, and the lady stuck her head out of the front door and went and then waved and stuck her head back in the front door and proceeded to come right out and come over, open the store. And then concierge be concierge shopper for Well, Jean. The service was insane. I mean, yeah. And then, but it again, it's it's part of the culture over there, and I guess that's why, you know, I, I I wouldn't move there myself only because I have found intense blissful happiness in the home that I now live in. But that too was after two years of swimming, and I don't know. I spent two years and I don't know. And so once we finally got here, we just live our entire lives in well, I don't know. It's a good, that's a good segue because here's one that's already happened more or less. You've already moved to Costa Rica. Went back when yes. you were swimming and I don't know. Now that you have been in your mountain home, your fortress of solitude for, what, six months now? I'm almost here Nine a year. Months? It'll soon be a year. Yep. Okay. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. Um, it does. It, it is almost any of it turned out the way that you could have possibly imagined it? No. No. My life almost as none it of is it. now is, is not anywhere close to what I envisioned. And I was actually thinking about that today that – um, at some point, I'd I'd really like to tell the whole story because if if I'm to go back to where I was three years ago, this was a minuscule dream tucked in the back of my heart that I had never even found the courage to explore. You never even really and let it, it see the light of day because you didn't want to see it get shot down. Yeah, you know, um, but the one place that I remember being truly peacefully happy in my youth was always at my grandmother's. And in my childhood, it was in a farmhouse in Aurelia, and it was surrounded by bush, and our days were spent. I was learning to to track and to hunt and to fish and to to, um, go out into the bush and find wild you know, what out there could I eat and survive on? Um, and then as I got older, she moved to near the Algonquin Park area of North Ontario. And um, so my summers were spent there. And that energy, that being near the bush, that being near the woods was the only time I ever remember truly being at peace. And I found that in the Philippines as well, that the city was fascinating, the people were amazing, but when I got to get out to the provinces and I got to get out to the countryside and that's that's what really made my heart sing. And but I had never really examined that. Um because I certainly didn't fathom being able to, to have a career of any kind while living out in the middle of nowhere. It it just was so far out of the realm of doability for me. I 
and then with the health issues and that, you know, I mean, how would I ever have the strength to run a house in the middle of nowhere without help and support and blah, blah. I, it just, so, it wasn't there. It, my heart wanted it, but I hadn't even been able to find the courage to verbalize that I wanted it. You know what I mean? Like I wanted it on such a deep level that I consciously wasn't aware that I wanted it. My subconscious knew, but my conscious mind did not know. And um, I just thank so, all the powers that be well, that they listen to our subconscious and, and answer that cry. But that and, answer, this is where I was trying to get you to, that answer can only come if you're swimming in the unknown. Had you had you had to set goals and map out your trajectory, you couldn't be anywhere near where you are now because this was so far out of almost the realm of possibility to you. And, and that's why that's why I mentioned earlier how how the difference between my journey and your journey is you're doing this by choice, and um, I really didn't have a choice. So there was no way physically like. After my parents passed away and I broke my back, that did it for me. Now, that's so that's eight years ago now or nine years ago. But that's been, since breaking my back, that's been a constant, ongoing health struggle. So there was no setting goals. There was no long-term vision. There was no – I didn't have the ability in me to to think in terms of, I mean, my long-term vision was not being in a wheelchair, man. Like that's, you know, um, I and not so far before that, my long-term vision was not being in jail. So to, to look back on my life and the shit that I've done and the shit that I've been through and the things that I've seen and to think now that I'm sitting here in this house in in one of the most beautiful I mean I literally go to bed at night with the same feeling I had when I was with my grandmother so it's like she gave me this one last gift you know what I mean like I I spent a lifetime looking for this and I didn't even know what I was looking for but I wasn't able to set goals because of my health issues and then all of my family stuff and I, I I'm just the list is so freaking long if you want to know read my books but i'll you know someday i'm going to verbalize the whole story and tell it to everybody and just lay it out there but for me to to set a goal are you kidding me that wasn't possible i was just trying to get to the next day i was just trying to make sure that my daughter had food to eat i was just trying to make sure that i still had a roof over my head and i had gotten to that place health-wise five years ago to where I wasn't sure I was going to be able to walk next week. <clears throat> and and so it really was. It was down to, can I get, I'm, I'm here on my couch, on my sofa. Can I get to the kitchen where the medication keeping me from dying and the water keeping me from dying are located? I mean, it was, it was, it got to be that bare of a pantry. And so, so how do you set goals when you when that's your that's your everyday life? You you, you can't. 
but that in and of itself is is a is a game changer and if you happen to stumble upon the right knowledge at the right time and find your way back to health that game changing mentality will carry you to amazing places because right now as i live now i swim in uncertainty constantly i live in i don't know and i get right freaking uncomfortable with people who try to force me into have to know anybody who tries to force me to do something or to make it happen puts a deadline on something something has to be done right now what's your next step blah 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 i inevitably end up not being able to work with them or it, it's the strange. I just cannot, I, I can't live comfortably with that energy at all. I think somebody could sit down and say, okay, here's, you know, here's the bar chart of the next, you know, three years that it's going to take to do this, whatever it is. And then, you know, at the end of those three years, you're, you'll be a multimillionaire and you'll be free to do whatever you want to do. I'm free to do whatever I want to do right now. I would laugh at them, and that's exactly and, it. Yeah, I would I, throw them out. I would be like, "You've, you've, really you need right? to drink some coffee so, and come back and see me later." It's because this is so. When wow. People ask me, you know, I mean, because we have these things that we want to do. We want to turn the studio. We want to turn the garage into a studio. We want it, you know. But as soon as I'm feeling pressured to get it done right now, to make it happen right now, to create the environment for that to happen be it money or supplies or whatever i start getting super uncomfortable and anytime somebody like people ask me whether you'd write in your next book i don't know and when are you doing this i don't know and, and quite you, frankly i'm at the point where i'm telling people and i don't freaking care because right now i'm happy leave me alone right I can be, you know, follow all these steps and do all these things and set all these goals and reach all these goals, and then you will arrive at happy. I'm at happy now. Yes, So feel You go enjoy that, and you let me know how that works out for you. And I'm not saying that there are not things in life where you have to maybe, you know, have some things that go out like that. But, you know, you say, well, I've got to schedule all these different kinds of contractors. Well, that's why we used to have communities is because the 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 roofer guy knew the framer guy. So he knew from their conversation over beer two nights ago that in a couple more days it's probably going to be about time for him to show up over there and put a roof. There wasn't any planning. Nobody had sat and down and made a Gantt chart of who was supposed to show up when. If people could live their lives the way that we run this radio show then this would be a very freaking happy planet. And and I say that because in doing the radio show, we have learned literally to, I mean, I swim and I don't know here at the house. And that's how we exist here. And we're comfortable with it. But I also get to do that at work, which is awesome. Because, yes, we do scheduling guests. We don't go looking for them. They're delivered to us. We send them a date, they say yes or no, and whatever date they end up ultimately choosing ends up being at exactly the right time for the topic that they're bringing to the table. 
And not just... It has failed in two Not years. just from like something personally happened to Gene or I, which happens often, so we can bring a story to the table and go, you know, where were you yesterday morning? Because this was on, on my back. It, sometimes it's global events that nobody yeah. expected that just go poof. Or could have anticipated. Out of the sky. And that guest that we scheduled in last month because somebody introduced him to us and said, you know, I had a blast on your radio show. My friend Bob would have a good time, or George, or whoever it might be. Um, well, that'd be a trick if we could get George on the radio. Um, George is on the radio every day. <laughs> right on. But um, I was hoping, I was fishing for that one. But um, Right here. But we really do. I mean, it is. We laugh about it sometimes to each other over coffee. And then we laugh about that, you know, if we really made it clear not very long ago, somebody would have, you know, come along. The men in the white coats would have come along with, a, you know, the jacket that buckles in the back and taken us away to our padded room. Because, because we don't. We don't. We don't have a clue. I don't have a list anywhere of... I've made four or five lists of, you know, here's a list of people we should get for the show. They don't, oh, it doesn't ever happen. That doesn't, I, I don't ever do it. Out. I just delete them later. <laughs> Is it right? And and that's the thing. Like, that's what works for the radio show. It's worked for my life. And, and here it is working for you as well because we did not go out searching for Gabriel. He came to us. Gabriel introduced us to Rosemary. Gabriel and Rosemary invited us to Costa Rica. We went to Costa Rica. We had a wonderful time. And you fell in love with Costa Rica. And you fell in love with, I think what you fell in love with was yourself. Because when you were in Costa Rica, you were more truly you than you have been in years. And so you fell in love with you. And you want to go hang out with you some more. And that's what this boils down to. It was Inez that commented on a post that I made. She made a comment. Are you moving to Costa Rica? Oh, it was this guy that has done engagement photos. He takes people out like into Death Valley. And and that way he can do long exposure and get the stars, those astrophotographers. But also the people. He like flicks a flashlight or something just briefly to... To get in the picture too. Uh, anyway, she said that ought to be easy enough to do down in Costa Rica. And I said, oh, we saw some really awesome beauty down there because that uh, it was full moon when we went. But it started being really seeing some stars the last night or two that we were there. And um, she said, sounds like somebody's in love. And I wrote back and I commented back. I said, I do love the place, but I love the way that I be there the way that I be when I'm there is what I'm in love with and it's and I I only knew to say that because I get it get that on such a deep level because this this that I have been blessed with this amazing, gracious gift from the gods, this place where I live, is since my childhood the only place I felt so comfortable just being with myself and being me. And I get that. I like who I am here. And, you know, 
So let's get on to that. Well, you see, but if you're really a spiritual master, you can be yourself anywhere. Um, is that is that kind of like saying that, you know, if I was a spiritual master, then why would I need a stove? Why can't I just make the water boil? Well, uh, let me tell you. you I'm going to turn that in, on its head. You go stand in front of your and stove, people that are asking me that question, and stare at your pot of water, and you let me know when it boils. And and I'll tell you. I'm going to turn that. that. I'm going to turn that on its head because I've heard that before. I've I've actually had that thrown in my face. Well, oh, yeah, why can't I you know. be at peace in the city? Why can't you blah 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 blah? blah. I know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're a real spiritual master, I hate the fucking word to begin with. First of all, okay. But if we're going to use it, all right, fine. Let's use it. If you're a guru, then you will bring to you all the things that you desire which means the perfect, blissful environment that makes you happy. Why? Because there's something inside of you that is joyfully happy in a particular space. And we all have it within us. Some of us are joyfully happy in the city. Some of us are joyfully happy in the middle of the desert. Some of us are joyfully happy sitting on the middle of a mountaintop. It's absolutely true. I have friends that live right downtown Houston. I have other friends that live on the island, New York City. And they love it. And they're blooming there. Well, that's good. And they should. And if that's what they've created for themselves, then I would get, I would tell them they're a master. I would tell them they're a guru. Because they have created for themselves a life that makes them happy. It makes them expansive. It makes them excited. It makes them peaceful. It makes them all of those things that we all long for. And... Why in hell would anybody, anybody try to prove their mastership by plunking their ass down in some place that they aren't particularly in alignment with? That's just silly. If you're a real master... You're going to know what you're in alignment with. Your heart's going to know what's in alignment with you and it's going to be created and delivered to you. End of story. That's it. I refuse to. Why the hell would anybody force themselves to live in a place that they're not in alignment with? That's just dumb. Well, it just, you know, I I used to work Come on my brother. On. I used to work on my brother-in-law's farm in the, the summers. I spent two summers working on his farm. And and you could see him. I mean, he'd been to college and studied agriculture and he did do some Calculating now in the basement, but for the most part, he got up, watched the sun come up in the morning, and stood out on the porch, on there, and then we'd go look at a field that wasn't, you know, somebody would have said, you, "Y'all need to go look at this field." One of the hands would say, "You need to go look at it. It doesn't look right." He'd go out there and pick up some dirt and smell it, and occasionally taste it. He didn't learn that at college. He learned that from his dad, who learned it from his dad. And he would decide, oh, well, we need to add this or do this or more water, less water. Something needs to, and, and it would just pop right back into balance. Now, you're going to tell me that I'm going to take that fella and go stick him in a shirt and a tie in a high rise in Manhattan and have him be happy? even though he may have what society says are the ingredients for happiness? 
I, this whole what you know successful career. This success thing really needs to get pulled apart and redefined. It just really, really, really does. It's like that that quote. I'll discover who said it in, in a minute, maybe. But that quote about don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive. Because what the world really needs is more people who have come alive. And wherever that is that they do it. And and however that is that they do it. It you know, it's like talking about my goddaughter trying to be one thing when it's obvious to those of us outside looking that she's something else. The thing she does, the thing you know, I could I could she wants to be a singer. I could put a gag in her mouth, she'd be all right. But if I tied down her hands where she couldn't draw, she would gnaw through the straps. I'm telling you now. And so when you when you find that thing, um, well, just go to my page, look at my profile picture in the orange shirt, and look at the comments under there. People that have known me for years saying about how I look, you know, God, you look great, and you just look so full of joy, and you just... Even strangers that can see it on that picture. That's me in Costa Rica. And, uh, you know, oh, so you need Costa Rica to... No, but it's there. I can have it. <laughs> so why? Why? The stove's in there. I can just go switch why it on. Why would you the deny yourself that? So and why would I... Thing. I can I can bet you that if you meditated about it long enough, that you could boil water with your mind. Yogis have done some interesting things to their own heart rates. All kind of stuff can be done. But I can go in there and just turn on the stove and have boiling water in a minute or two. So why wouldn't I just do that? I'm going to sit here and force myself to fit into a definition of success that I know for certain came from other people until I can be happy doing it. Or... I can stop trying to do that and start trying to do something that I've wanted to do for ages and be happy doing that right now. Because isn't that the story? Right now is where it's at? Because I played that game. I I get that next job. I get that next promotion. I get that next gob of money. I get that next new car. I get that next girlfriend. I get that whatever. That's, That's... from that Broadway musical Annie about how she loves tomorrow because it's always a day away. No, that's why I don't like tomorrow, really, because it's always a day away. And if that's where your happiness is, it's always going to be a day away. It's just always going to be a day away. If you spotted what your happiness would be a day from now, do that now, today. You say, well, I can't. They haven't invented that kind of society yet. Okay, well, I bet they have. And if not, then, you know, look at the picture on Gene and Mai's wall about the house that's in this, on this cliff in the middle of nowhere that says, you know, because fuck everybody. Really, screw everybody's idea of success that they've given you. Screw everybody's idea of happiness that they've given you. You know? Steve Irwin, that, you know, bless his heart, is not the only guy that, or girl, that likes wrestling crocodiles. It's, there's a whole slew of them down there. That's what they do for a living. And they they get down in that slimy water and wrestle those crocodiles and get them up on the boat so that they can 
see to their health, and, and you look at them, they're just beaming, they're just glowing, they're smiling bigger than, they were just in slimy water. I wouldn't be able to smile for fear this stuff would get in my mouth or something. So that's not my thing. But, man, they're loving it. So I'm glad they're doing it. And so we can either assign what all the jobs are and, and send people to do it that are going to be unhappy doing it because it's not their thing. So we can end up with an unhappy world. looks a whole lot like where we're sitting. Or we can just let everybody go. We say, go, fine, do what? While you're a kid, we'll see that you're exposed to lots of different things, not just the thing we think you're going to need, so that you can find your thing. And when you do, bosh, goodness gracious, get all over it. And everything would get done. It just might be a different shuffle of people doing it, but everything would get done. And if something wasn't getting done, it'd be like some of this stuff in my house. You'd discover you never really wanted it to start with. Don't know why I have that. Why do I have that? Did somebody give it? No, I bought that. Why the hell did I do that? And I mean, literally, stuff I can just, I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why anybody would do that. But it is a, an unattended side effect to me of trying to, um, or an unforeseen side effect of trying to tame your life through division. That's what science is. It classifies and divides and subclassifies and subdivides. I mean, that, well, we started with rocks and eventually down with atoms, electrons, protons. They're just trying to, where's the littlest, smallest bit of it? And every time they find one, the small bit's made out of more bits, and mostly it's made out of empty space. kind of seems that if they just keep going long enough, they're going to end up with empty space. So does that mean that all of it is meaningless? No, not at all. It just means that that's not how that's not the ultimate truth. It is utilitarian. I am a science math whiz kid. I was good at it. I I really kind of enjoy it. I I enjoy when somebody's computer isn't working right and they bring it to me. That's grand adventure for me. Other people want to you know shoot themselves in the head. It's just it's just well, the way we are. We're all different, and we all have things that turn us on. So I'm going to go to Costa Rica and sit in the jungle, and I'm going to fix people's virus-laden computers. They apparently have a big problem with that down there. And I've already asked. They don't really have anybody around there good that fixes that. So, you know, if somebody's got one and they'll want to trust me to fix it, I'll do that. I'm going to do the radio show because, gosh, I just – I could sit here. I see by the clock on the wall we're about to get to the – Appointed 90 minutes, and, but I could sit here and, 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 and talk to Jean or any of our guests forever. Jean will tell you, it's true. We have coffee meeting in the mornings, and she eventually, many, many days, gets to the point where she's like, look, I love you and all, but I have to get off the phone. But you see, and this and, is what this is what I'm really smiling about because there's a little part of me that knows that once you get to Costa Rica, getting you to sit still for long enough for us to discuss anything business-wise is going to be hard as hell to do. And I love that because I know that you're going to be out there and you're going to be wanting to do stuff. You're not going to be wanting to be stuck on a computer all morning talking to somebody. You're wanting to get up and go for a walk and talk, you know, play with Molly and go and 
Go see oh, yeah. something with Rosemary or talk to the new guests. And you know what I mean? So yeah, cause I think I, that. You know, I was thinking I ought to figure out some people. I ought to get a video camera and take with me down there. And, you know, then we could, because there'll be some, I could go find some cool people to talk to. The Mango Tree Villas and Spa is a member of the Adventure Hotel Association of Costa Rica. Who oh. needs to find cool people, people to come. talk to? They're going to come to they you. Come. <laughs> you know? They're going to come to you. Lena was That's there the thing. You're we going to be there. sitting there. And, well, yeah, exactly. One of our guests came from our meeting her in Costa Rica. And they yeah. come from all over the world. So, yeah, That's well, there's EC on the road. You know, so <laughs> EC's just going on the road permanently. And uh, talk about I almost, clip. I almost put a, um, I almost put a, a, a fundraiser. Change your connections from to Costa Rica. You help know, me like, with I mean, this penalty of for getting out of my lease that said EC's going on the road forever. And you know, Gene's going to talk to whoever shows up in town because you have just. Wonderful random encounters in town, and and, and I'm going to talk to whoever shows up at the hotel. And we may not even do video; we may just record it. Who knows? You know, ninety-nine dollar little Zoom H1 recorder gives you studio quality sound from anywhere. Fits in your pocket, smaller than a camera or a phone. And there's a voice yeah, recorder on all the phones. And um, I ordered you one. Today. What? I ordered you one today. Zoom Is that my birthday present? It's your birthday present. That's awesome. And uh, <laughs> even with a little red cover to go on the end of it. So that, you know, you don't have those boring <laughs> black covers on the end. That would be silly. And... Uh, <laughs> The only thing I'm trying to figure out is it's not a traditional microphone, so I'm trying to figure out how we can get one of those little, they call them mic flags, but they're those cube things that stick on microphones that have the logos on them. But we'll figure out a way. I have this artist friend in Canada, and she's liable to just draw something and put it on there. I can always just print from an inkjet and just stick it. But but anyway, um, I think the red fluffy cover on the end will be nice. But Are you going to send me a picture of that? If we're talking, we're on the show. I want to. I want a link. I want to see. It. I want a link. I want to know is this Zoom H1 business? It's actually. Uh, in so they go again. The dogs like it. They think the whole. They're like, Mom's happy. What the hell ever y'all are doing? Do some more of that. Um. Sorry, they're chasing something. That's good. I. I actually kind of like hearing the dogs every now and again on the show, and so. You should just take those apologies somewhere. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, when our guests are in the middle of a sentence, it's perhaps nice that you that you mute, but uh, I think it's cool. But yeah, broadcast quality, wave files. Uh, and oh, in the there's a picture. There is a picture. Um, I saw. I can't load it right now. We're on the show. Ah. Later. Okay. Um, because they, they have a picture of one with a black fuzzy head on it. And um, uh, I think we need a red fuzzy head for you, and I'll get a 
laser blue one or something. I don't know. My luggage is purple. I'll see if they got purple. But um, besides, that's I'll tell everybody now. People have asked me why. Did are you getting that color? Because the luggage I posted on my wall so that people could see just exactly what I get to take with me to Costa Rica, size wise, um, is purple. Well, it's um, uh, purple because it's a really cool red, but you know that's the phoenix thing so <clears throat> you know everybody be like well, there's her luggage and i'm like no that's my luggage her stuff's coming in the in the green stuff and they'd be like what y'all are weird <clears throat> and um everything she's got see either red or black or both <clears throat> and uh so yeah so my luggage is purple because purple's cool. I've always liked purple, so screw it. Purple. But the long and the short of it is, he's going. He's I'm gonna going. love it. He's going to be happy. He has no idea how long he's going to be there because he doesn't know what's next. He only People knows like, what's are you now. Stay or are you going to now? Is he's moving to Costa Rica? Um, yeah, and and it's on Tuesday, July the second, and we have a show that night, so everybody can just show up. You want to know? You know, did he go? Did he get there? Did he? Is he? Is he happy? I'm happy right now just thinking about it. So you don't got to worry about it. Happy. But, yeah, Johnny McLaughlin's going to be on the show that night. And um, uh, as much as we tried to get lost and get stuck in traffic going to Costa Rica the last time, we made it in time to do the show. So I'll be on the show. I have no qualms leading into I have no idea how I'll make it in time, but I have no qualms. I'll be there. People are like, well, what about the dog? And I got to have her. I'm not going without her, so she'll be there too. Because I'm going to be. <laughs> and, uh, you know, well, all those people, they get to use their discretion as to whether the. That's good, because I'm going to get the one that's going to get me and my dog through no matter what. The lady on the that I called for the dog reservation, because you can't do it online, she said, boy, I wish the dogs could earn miles, because some of them would just be in the elite category, and that would be cool, wouldn't it? And it really is about to get to the point where I'm just used to it turning out that way. I still smile. I always will. I hope I always do. But I almost wonder what the hell when things don't go like that, you know? And I just need to remember that when they don't, quote, unquote, go like that, it's because I'm not looking at it right or I haven't waited long enough. Because your luggage being lost accomplished several things for us. And, it did. Uh, as Lord knows, things that you need <laughs> far in the future that you didn't know you'd need. <laughs> right. And Lord knows, had we jumped into that uh, Holy Week traffic on the day we got there off the plane, we probably never would have made it. I don't know. Maybe. Um, anyway, I know that time and it's continuing to get colder there. Oddly enough, I just had the calendar up to look at Joni's name and then I put it back down. Why did I do that? So we have Janine okay, Webster. Yes. Coming Tuesday. Wild Rose Camps yes. and Soaps. And yes. um uh, someone that you've met probably once before. <laughs> Janine actually uh, is a writer and um she went to journalism school with me. She was one of my roommates in college. 
she studied Wiccan at one time. I don't know if she's still practicing. I do know that she still practices some of the um, natural remedies and herbal remedies that she learned in her studies. I don't know if she's actually practicing Wiccan anymore. Um, but she's an entrepreneur and a mom. And uh, Wild Rose Soaps, is their, their natural soaps and candles and wonderful, amazing products that she makes in her own home, which is awesome. And, and um, just a whole so lot this, of wisdom. Well, this really is kind of, in, in part, this little, week, then is going to be the homemade soaps and remedies and stuff. Because uh, Kathy, that's coming on Wednesday uh, evening uh, from Blissful Dog that makes the uh, nose butter to make the dog's right. nose better, cook that stuff up in her house. For her dog. Right. And, then, and, and again, that was not planned. <laughs> no, no. Um, you know, we didn't. Um, and then interesting enough, on, on on Thursday we have Vincent Jenna, who's the solutions psychic. So it's a it's a week of solutions, problem solving. That's right. Solutions that maybe you were looking for that you had no earthly idea that they could come from that kind of place. But if you'll just hang out and and make friends with IDK over the weekend then these solutions will just show right up because I'm telling you, they do. They do. It. Mm -hmm. I held on, I held on like, but when I finally pried the last of my own fingers off of that holding on, it just goes. It really does. It sounds goofy. I know we sound crazy sometimes. You know, we don't plan this stuff. And you're like, yeah, they got a whole staff back there. No, yeah, we do. (laughs) We do. We have the best... We have the best staff in the universe, George. And uh, I dare anybody. I dare anybody. Get your whole building full of journalism grads. See if they can outwork George. Ain't no way. <sighs> so, have, have a wonderful and uncertain weekend. Join us on Tuesday. Until then. To our mother, to each other. To IDK and to yourselves. Stay connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. 
the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. 